The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to 1 Corinthians 15, we'll begin reading with verse 51 after a word of prayer as we look today at God's power as seen in Christ's return. And what a day that will be when Jesus we see as he comes in the clouds in the air to rapture the redeemed up and away from this sin-cursed, sin-tossed world. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, after a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your tender mercies, yea, the multitude of your tender mercies, and how you take unworthy, ungodly, unholy sinners and make them righteous through the blood of Christ, through the grace of Christ, through the righteousness of Christ being imputed unto us. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord will not impute sin. And so we find ourselves happy that our sins are forgiven, that we are reconciled through the death of your Son unto the Lord. The distance has been closed. The debt has been canceled. The disease has been cured. We are saved, saved, saved. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to preach now to encourage the saints of God to look to the skies for Jesus is coming soon. And praise God at his coming, I'll be going. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 51 through 57, God's power as seen in Christ's return. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, 
and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, before the reign of Christ that Paul just finished discussing and expounding, there will be the rapture of the church. And so Paul was mentioning back in verse 50 that corruption does not inherit incorruption. And so there's going to have to be a changing from the natural to the spiritual. There's got to be a transformation. And so he begins to talk about this transformation. For if we don't die and we don't have that resurrection, then we'll have to go up by the rapture and so enter into that resurrection of Christ, enter into that incorruption, enter into that immortality through a divine transformation. And so the mystery is about to be revealed, that is the mystery of the rapture. Therefore, we're looking now to the features of the gospel. It's twofold in its implications, in its applications. The gospel has a heavenly reality or a mystery, that is, a previously hidden truth that's presently being revealed, not some sort of secret that we shall never know, but something that we can know and see as the scripture reveals it for us. So there's a heavenly reality and a mystery. There's also an earthly responsibility and a ministry that the gospel places before the believer. So we're called by the gospel of the grace of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and his gift of salvation through repentance and faith that we might enter into the family of God. And then once in Christ, we're brought into the mystery and the ministry of the gospel. Paul explains certain aspects of that mystery here, and then he exhorts each one of the beloved brethren to remain faithful, that is, to be steadfast and unmovable, yea, always abounding in the work of the Lord, that is, in the ministry of the gospel. In verses 51 through 57, we see the mystery is revealed. In verse 58, we see the ministry is remaining. So in light of the rapture, we should be faithful to serve the Savior. But first, we look to the mystery. First of all, we shall be changed. Verses 51 through 52. There is the revelation of the scriptures. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. The scriptures are about to reveal the mystery. What is that mystery? It's the rapture of the saints. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Some of us will not go by the grave. 
Some of us will be alive when Jesus comes again. Oh, to be one who gets raptured and takes that plain air ride through the skies and through the heavens, through that blood-paved trail when Christ ascended from earth to heaven with the blood of Calvary to sprinkle on the mercy seat. The way's already been made. The path has already been paved. And we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. And then he says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The dead are raised up, they're raised incorruptible. But the living are raptured up, and we are raptured incorruptible. We are changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, faster than you can think, faster than you can see. We shall all be changed, but we shall be clothed. Verses 53 and 54. We see what the scripture shows in verse 53. Verse 54 says, The saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. And so 53 says that the clothing of incorruption is for the saints and the clothing of immortality is for the saints. We begin to understand Paul's confidence in 53 when we think about the saying that is written in verse 54, which saying is recorded in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8, where the scripture says, He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Again I say, what a day that shall be. When Jesus Christ we shall see, when death is swallowed up in victory, when this body is clothed, eternally. The clothing of incorruption is for the saints. The clothing of immortality is for the saints. Paul knew the saints must put on incorruption and they must put on immortality if they're going to see heaven. What the scripture shows and what the scripture says, not only shall we be clothed, not only shall we be changed, but we shall be crowned in verses 55 through 57, crowned first of all with virtue, virtue that defies death and the grave. Verse 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Death has no hold on that man who's immortal. The grave has no hold on that man who's incorruptible. We can't decay. No, we only defy death and the grave. Those who are born again, because they're crowned with the virtue of Jesus, they're washed in the blood of Christ. And as he saved us, we touched the hem of his garment. Virtue went out of him and into us, and we shall live forevermore. But also we're crowned with virtue that destroys death and sin. Verse 56, the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law, but because of Christ and his victory and his virtue, we can say that death has been destroyed 
It's been swallowed up in victory and our sins are gone and the law's been met, no longer speaks against us. So there is the destruction of death and sin in the life of the believer. We're crowned with virtue. But then verse 57, we're crowned with victory. And because of this victory, we give our thanks to God and our triumph is through Christ. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The mystery is thus revealed, but the ministry is still remaining. The ministry is in verse 58. It's for the beloved brethren in Christ. So brethren, let us not grow idle as we watch and wait for our Lord to catch us away in the air. Let us be working while we wait. Let us be worshiping while we wait. There's something we should show. That is, we should show ourselves steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. And there is also something we should know. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Labor that's in love is labor that's in the Lord. And that, brethren, is labor that's not in vain, for it is in the Lord. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is is written. God's Word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley.com at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.